Welcome to A Little TLC, the podcast where we embark on an enlightening journey through the ever-evolving world of education. I'm your host, Heather Volchko, and I'm on a mission to empower educators and changemakers to skillfully navigate the intricacies of serving our most exceptional students. Every month, we'll be exploring a unique and timely theme in a mini-series format, whether we're digging into inclusive teaching practices, addressing student mental health challenges, or exploring the intricate connection between our personal and professional lives, each month offers an in-depth exploration of weekly topics that truly matter. I hope you're ready to be both challenged and inspired because this is a little TLC. All right. Well, this week is wrapping up a lot of those holiday uh, parties and interactions and celebrations and kind of shifting to planning and thinking about the new year. So especially all throughout December, I feel like everywhere I look on social media, there is someone offering some planning or like a planner or some self-reflection guide. There's just everything everywhere kind of closing out the year. So I thought it's, it is fitting, but I think I'd like to have this last conversation focused on how we can actually be present in that planning. You know, I think there's an aspect of that self-reflection that we've really kind of hinted at all month underneath all of the conversations we've been having. And then there's also, you know, when we're planning and having these big ideas for what we would hope to to come true in the upcoming calendar year, or at least in the next season of life, uh, sometimes there is an aspect of still continuing to be present in the now, uh, while also continuing to be hopeful for uh, where things may go in the future. Yeah. There's a, a lot of things wrapped up into to this week, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny how um, everybody talks about New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution. And like, I don't think most people keep it, but <laughs> next year, New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There's all these stats out there about, you know, like some crazy tiny percentage of the population even make it to the end of January with resolutions. Um, but I think that's why for me, it's more of just what are those future goals? And then how are you moving toward those? Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be some kind of a massive change, but it's just, are my choices aligning with heading wherever that may be? Right. Yeah. Good point. So how do we do that? Right. I think it starts with self-reflection. I think we talked about in, uh, when we are talking about emotional intelligence, that's part of me reading me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's internal work. So I think kicking off all of this, you know, planning and those those hopes for what's to come does kind of start with where am I at? Um, I know for me, I've got, you know, different tools that I'll use at different seasons that'll help me just sort of be more objective and walking through what it is that uh, I'm experiencing in my life and mm-hmm. kind of give me a little bit of a pulse on, you know, where I probably should actually put some more attention because I'm not being present in those areas, uh, wherein, you know, maybe some other areas I'm well off the charts and doing completely fine. Um, but just engaging in that self-reflection has really helped me uh, make sure that I'm not just reacting or responding to whatever it is that I'm feeling and then setting up these, you know, what's next kind of thoughts from the just the right now, but truly taking kind of an, kind of an inventory, if you will. Right. And walking through what that means for me as a person, that's right. been really helpful to kind of figure out, well, then what's next? Right. Yeah. We'll sit down and we'll say, well, uh, maybe this was working with my 
my chores and this was working with my gym and this wasn't working with this. But um, often we don't think to sit down and brush up like our boundaries. Like how, how are my boundaries this, this year? And um, what have I learned? What can I strengthen? What do I need to strengthen? Whether it be with people, with your job, you know, like what do I do in my spare time? What worked, what didn't? That's something I've started doing these last couple of years. Maybe not, you know, my New Year's resolution, but like a couple of times a year, I have to really think like, have I been sticking to the boundaries I put up even? And like that definitely will come into what you were saying with where where am I at and how am I doing? Um, boundaries is such a huge one, such a huge one. Yeah, I have a friend who part of their end of year is what are they going to say no to more next year? Oh, that's good. And then it's kind of like, did that stick? Did it need to stick? You know, maybe it was just where they were at in the winter season and then other life things change. And so it's not really as big a deal, but they walk into next year, not with a list of things to do, but with a list of things not to do. Like I'm not going to overextend myself in these ways or in, you know, whatever it is. And it's, I think that's speaking to what you're calling boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. When I say no, I'm drawing a boundary, right? When I say yes to something, I'm also saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just kind of is what it is. So instead of putting more and more and more and more and more, here's all the things that I'm going to accomplish on top of all the things that I'm already doing. Right. Where can we say, actually, I just need to say no to this. Like we just need to cut that out or, you know, make it less of a priority or handle it differently. Right. 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 With what you were saying, um, if your life is a bucket, you can't keep putting stuff on top of an already full bucket. There's some things have to come out and be moved around to make other things fit. Um, And you still need space to breathe. Right. (laughs) Forget that. Leave some space at the top of your bucket so you can breathe and have time to yourself. Um, And that works on a professional level as well. You know, if you have so many classrooms you're working in and then you want to take on this and take on that and take on family stuff and take on this, like you just, you don't have the space. And so um, if we're looking at it as a bucket, you know, we really have to evaluate like what in here can go, like you were saying, what am I going to say no to? What can go? What needs to go? You know, because some things should not be there and are really unhealthy. And sometimes we don't want to look at that or deal with that. But um, yeah, what needs to come out, what needs what needs to go in, you know, because some things take priority over others this year or this upcoming year that didn't last year. You know, maybe you've moved and or there's different people in your life or a different job and there's different priorities. And um I mean, we're growing all the time. We should be growing and moving forward all the time. And so um, what you need or want or what's good for you and all that, that's going to change. So we do need to take time every now and again to think about that and reflect on that and do some housekeeping, as it were. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, like coming out of such a chaotic season and also kind of, you know, if you have some history of maybe resolutions not turning out so well, or also have a history of, well, what I hope for just doesn't happen anyway, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not worth even putting some of those things out Mm -hmm. there. I think it can be really hard this time of year to create those future hopes and, you know, talk about goals or where I want to be or things that I want to have change in my life if I don't see 
change as a possibility for myself. Um, and not mm-hmm. even big change, like little things. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think sometimes the self-reflection can be helpful to figure out where we're at. Um, but I know I have some people in my life that then it's really hard to shift from where I'm at to where I could be. Uh, yeah. And I know in education, that is super huge because there's just responsibility upon responsibility that is constantly coming. And it feels like there's all of these directives and mandates. And that's not even just from like a, you know, building leader to educator level. Like that's from the federal level. There's always new mandates and new, you know, got to do's and don't do's. and every, It's constantly changing and there's just a ton of it. Right. But I think something I did as an educator is that I would actually use winter break to do kind of a keep it or toss it, you know, mm. is this, you know, I, I have things that I need to do. Can I do it, but do it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Like I need to keep it. I'm mandated to keep this, but I'm not mandated to keep it in this way. So can mm-hmm. I get creative with adjusting how I accomplish something so that I can still continue to do what I'm supposed to be doing, but doing it in a way that's better for me, better for my students, just nudging, you know, adjusting those practices. Um, mm-hmm. I actually used to do that quarterly. Um, at the secondary level. So every quarter we'd kind of have a reset and I would block that weekend and do kind of a, where are we at? What do we need to adjust? And we'd have a conversation. The first day of the new quarter was, here's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Here's what I experienced. What did you experience? And it was a, a like a, a day that we just used for reflection in each of my classes to have kind of that keep it or toss it. What worked for you? Cool. Let's keep that. Let's make that keep happening. And what didn't work for you? Well, if we can't toss it, well, how can we do it differently so that we since we have to keep it, we can keep it, but then we can do it in a way that would maybe be less on our toss it list. But of course, there's always those things that we're all like, oh, we just want to toss it. <laughs> like this is, right. we're done. We're like, okay, well, at least we're all in agreement. We're going to get through this together, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You asked, we answered, and the virtual door is now open. Heather, Manny, and Candace address the questions you submitted and provide valuable insights, tips, and strategies. This is your event. Your thoughts drive our conversation. Be that fly on the wall and immerse yourself in the camaraderie and knowledge exchange that happens inside our consultancy. But remember, this is an exclusive event for all of our district partners and network supporters. Supporting members of the TLC network gain access to a virtual community where you can discuss and share insights with fellow supporters anytime. We even host a mini professional learning community about our latest episode every Monday. Prepare for an exclusive behind the scenes experience as we invite you to eavesdrop on this month's dynamic conversation. See you on the inside. So we've taken good care of ourselves with boundaries and everything. And so how can we tie that into kind of we are capable. Remember how we talked about um, can't pour from an empty cup. So if our cup Mm -hmm. is full. Um, we've got these good goals set and these boundaries in place. And so um, what are some ways that we can kind of put that into being present for other people now that we are capable ourselves of being present? And well, how, how would we put that into being present for others? Yeah, I think part of that, what's coming up for me is somewhat being mindful about what commitments I choose to take on and which commitments I choose not to. Uh, But I think Mm -hmm. that comes from my goals are who or what am I prioritizing? Um, And so if there's a certain relationship or a certain, um, just something that I'm accountable for, right? Like if Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, and that's going to be a priority 
Mm-hmm. Well, then whatever allows me to be present for that then becomes those those answers. Because the mm-hmm. goal is being present for person, whatever. Um, right. Like if there's a, a workplace responsibility or some, you know, accomplishment that I'm working toward, that's the priority. Well, to accomplish it, I need to actually be present in whatever it is that's leading up to that outcome, even if it's just maintaining a relationship. Um, So I think then for me, some of those action pieces are aligning my yeses and nos around those priorities so that those goals can then actually occur. Mm, That's good. Yeah. I I have a friend that we've started um, getting together once a week to just talk about specific things, but then it also opens up that space to where we can talk about what's going on in our lives. So it's like a um, tentative, like, we're going to talk about this specifically, but like, how are you doing? And what's been going on? And like, that has really um, helped our relationship, helped us get to know each other better. So our um, goal in getting together was not to like build a friendship, but that's ended that that's what ended up happening. And so I see that that worked so well with me and her based on our personalities and our interactions and and just who we are. Um, That might not work so well for someone else. So like for someone else, we might have to actually go out and do something together. Um, And so I need to make that like space to be present, but also because I'm an introvert, I need that time to prepare. I think we talked about that. Was that last week? (laughs) We talked about um, preparing yourself mentally for like (laughs) that and, just having someone over and just sitting at home sharing a meal and and talking is like how I bond with people but I have to also pay attention and realize that that's not how everybody bonds um yeah so maybe we go to the mall and window shop or something and that's how that person bonds and I can take the time to do that but I also need to you know like we were saying with with boundaries I need to make sure that I get some of that sitting at home alone time too, so that I can be present for that. But I am willing to meet people um, where they're comfortable and not always introvert. And let's just stay at home and talk. Like I will be, I'm willing to go out but um, and do things that other people are more comfortable with and help, help them and be present for them in that um, instead of it just always being about me. You know, I think that that's a big part of being present too. Um, is being open to um, being present in a way that someone else needs you to be. Have we talked about that? I think we did a little bit maybe in the second week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that aligns really well with goal setting, right? Because in order for me to set a goal, well, I need to be able to know like all the nuances that we've been talking about all month by being present. I mean, quite honestly, sometimes we may create goals that are not attainable or not realistic or like it's just not going to happen. And if that's Mm -hmm. us being like overly optimistic or it's maybe something that's going to involve other people and it's not their thing, right? Like then this goal is Mm -hmm. not not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. My, My husband and I made it a point to start doing intentional dates once a month that's a goal that we started. And I think we talked about discipline a little earlier, but it takes some discipline to make that 
turn into a habit. Mm-hmm. And it is now a habit of every month. We we have a intentional time that we spend together, just us, you know, lay the phones down or whatever. Um, and so that having that goal of like maybe with friends or with um, people you work with to get to know them better, it takes it does take some discipline and it takes some time. You can't you don't just form a habit immediately. You know, it it takes some work and a couple times of trial and error to get it just right. And so I think in goal setting, that's something we shouldn't be afraid of, of um, failing, Yeah. first of all, and then also um, having, a, what, what do you want to call it, like an awkward start? Like, <laughs> like, like if, like my husband works in a gym, and he, he's vamping up for January when all the people mm-hmm. are coming in, like, we're gonna, you know, and he, he says that dies off, like, beginning of mid-February. Yeah. Um, but like, if I was going to set a goal for like going to the gym, it, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable starting and like, oh, my muscles aren't used to this, that kind of thing. But you got to keep at it and maybe have somebody with more expertise come in and help you. That's what he does as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Have somebody come in and help you. What goal do you have? And let me help you get there. What steps need to be ta- taken to get there? So an awkward start doesn't mean it's not for you and you should just stop. But like, uh, like you had said a little bit early, like earlier, like um, readjusting to be able to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think what you're talking to about is there's a bit of grace that we have to give ourselves to set a goal that then may not happen. Um, mm-hmm. And it's okay if it doesn't happen. Like, did we get closer? Did we move in the right direction? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah. I think you're also speaking to well, you set a goal, but am I resourced as a person to be able to meet that goal, right? Maybe I do need someone else who knows more and can guide me in this direction or whatever. Or maybe I just need someone to be like, hey, can you check in on me? Because I'm not going to prioritize this goal. I need to, but like, I'm not going to. So can you just be a pain in the butt and ask me questions about it? So I go, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right. Like that is important to me. I need to shift those priorities so that this goal can actually be accomplished. Um, yeah, I agree. Accountability is a big part of, of goal setting. I completely agree with you. Um, it might be one person, it might be a couple of people, it might be putting up notes and putting reminders on your phone can even be like a good accountability thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, we used to leave little reminders in uh, my classroom for each other with little things that we were working on. And so I actually had a, a student um, <laughs> I'll share this story. It was taken all in good, good heart uh, amongst our our team because our team was super <laughs> solid. Um, and a student had noticed that one of my paras was uh, being a little bit harsh <laughs> toward mm-hmm. uh, another student in class. And they wrote them a little reminder of being nice to so-and-so on a sticky note and stuck it um, on that pair is, I think she used like a notebook or clipboard. I don't remember anymore, but put it on her stuff as like a, Hey, hint, hint reminder. Um, but we used to do those things all over our classroom. Um, mm. if it was anything from like a reminder at the door to, you know, pause and get permission. Right. Um, or if it was like, Hey, remember to call on, you know, five kids as part of this lesson that I'm working on, but we had little mm-hmm. sticky note reminders all scattered all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. for different things and it would kind of ebb and flow right like different people need different reminders at different points in time but I thought that was really sweet like a kid decided hey I noticed something you need to work on and I'm going to give you a reminder here (laughs) yeah that's cool that makes me think of um 
how um like if you have those signs up and stuff that it doesn't have to be exact like call on five students like you can begin to figure out what works for you mm-hmm. which also makes me think about um how uh some other people's goals aren't always going to work as your goals and that exactly. is a thing because you can feel very pressured to go along and like have a common goal as someone else but like you're two extremely different people and what works for them is not always going to work for you but maybe even you have the same end goal but the way you get there is not going to look the same some people take the stairs and some people take the escalator like but you're going to get to the same spot you know so yep. there's no shame in that at all um, but figuring out what works for you and adjusting and not feeling ashamed or pressured by anybody to get there a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, that can be really hard, <laughs> especially for people who oh, are yeah. very goal driven or goal oriented and wanting this specific outcome to, uh, like for me, I'm, I'm a goal person, right? I'm a person that has kind of an end in mind. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's my special education training. I am very flexible with how we get there. Um, so I don't, I'm not a micromanager. I work quite poorly with people who need that style management um, because it's more like, well, here's where we're going. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me know how I can help you get there, right? And then try all the different strategies and I'm totally okay to toss anything that's not working and like, let's revamp this and let's try this, another angle. Oh, that didn't work out as well. Like we're not getting in the direction that we want it to go. So for me, mm-hmm. the process is totally fluid. Um, but for example, I've got other people in my life who are also incredibly goal-oriented, but their version of goal, goal be of being goal-oriented is having this lockstep progression on how they're going to mm-hmm. get there, right? Mm-hmm. And then they can get really frustrated and either burn out or toss the whole goal or, you know, that kind of thing when they're so locked into kind of the step-by-step of attaining that goal. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're kind of putting out there, hey, no, like it's, it's okay if you have walked in that progression toward that goal, that's a win. Mm -hmm. Um, Likewise, if you took five zillion different ways to get there, you still got there, right? Like either way, like good on you. And there is like, there's so much flexibility and grace in what that could look like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious, um, what do you think about if someone asks us to be their accountability person in their goal, Is that a way to be present for someone else? Oh, I like that. Um, It's funny because when you were asking that question, the the first thought that came to mind is we used to do goal setting with my students, especially around their IEPs. Um, They would have their uh, like annual reviews would come up and all their paperwork would be updated. And all of the um, for an individualized education plan, it includes specific goals that they're working on. And so Mm -hmm. we would, you know, talk about those, but are there other goals that you think you should be working on or that you would like help with? Um, Mm Because it's not a matter of like, it's hard for you, so you should work on it. It's what can people help you get better at? What are you noticing that you're struggling with? And then can we build that into part of your plan so that then you can hold your support people accountable to providing Mm -hmm. you the help that you need so that you can accomplish the goals that you have? Uh, but something that we used to do is say, like, I don't need to be that person for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's as a student, as a person, like, we get to pick who it is that is supportive in the ways that we need them to be supportive, like, that I need support. I 
I can pick that in my world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that with my students and I do that in my own life is I'll ask different people, hey, can you show up for me in this way? Or I'll ask students who can show up for you in that way, right? Like I hear the need, I'm I'm seeing what you're talking about. Given what's around you, how can we make that happen? Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think part of that is acknowledging who has a history of being present for us and who will show up um, and actually be there. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably part of what we're filtering. Mm -hmm. is going, you know, as I think through my people and I'm going to ask someone to support me in this thing, who has supported me, who has been supportive, who has, you know, shown up and really walked with me, uh, then Mm -hmm. those would probably be higher on my list if just them demonstrating good presence will make them a go-to person for me. Mm, That's great. And I'd also love to hear your thoughts on, um, it sounds like it's important when you want to be present for someone in that accountability area, um, how much involvement they want, not how much involvement you think you should have. Do you, hey, so you want me to uh, be your accountability partner or whatever. Do you want me to check in with you once a week and just say, hey, how's this going? Or like, do you want me to like come over to your house and like do this thing with you or or some, like, get, call you up on the phone and like we can talk about what you accomplished this week? How do you think that, um, it, how do you think that uh, would work for each person? Because everybody's different, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually thinking of a conversation that we just had. It was a a tense case conference, um, and there was some conversation about uh, service provision. So how different services were going to be offered because the student wasn't really accessing them, um, and of course, then weren't meeting their goals. They weren't making as much progress as the team had been hoping for. And part of that conversation was, can we shift up how we're doing stuff? So instead of doing a half hour a week or an hour a month, right? Can we look at doing five or 10 minutes a day, right? So Mm -hmm. like, can we just adjust our approach and see if then we can get some different engagement, right? I think that's also true when we're setting goals, you know, we can approach accomplishing that goal different ways. And that may change over time too. So like, I may be going to you and saying, hey, here's my goal. Here's where I want to go. Can you help me get there? And here's how it works for me. Like, this is what I would like from you. Likewise, you could ask me questions. Okay, cool. I'm in. How can I support you? Or do you want this? Do you want that? Mm -hmm. I think there's also some reality that sometimes then it just doesn't work, right? Either Mm -hmm. um, the goal has sort of adjusted or the approach is going to be different. And so now I need a different kind of support. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not like, in the that kind of accountability situation it's not like something has gone wrong it's just well the target is moved and so now maybe that's not the best dynamic either approach and just shift the approach or sometimes I've just shifted people um Mm -hmm. where it's like not like zero personal had nothing to do with anything was was wrong in that dynamic it was literally just the goal shifted and someone else is going to be a better support for this moment. Um, and I've done that both professionally, personally. Um, I have different people that I go to for different things in my life. And as my life ebbs and flows, more people or certain people get more from me um, in terms of like asking for some guidance or thoughts. Um, and then it kind of shifts back and other people are like, hey, you know, catch right. me up on these things. Right. But I think all of that is part of getting that bigger picture to kind of come to fruition in whatever way 
but all the different nuances that go into that between the goal itself, all the steps and paths that we're taking to get there, the people that are supporting us as we're getting there, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of that wisdom and guidance that we allow ourselves to receive as kind of part of that process. Mm. It sounds like if um, someone wants our help with their goal, we have to make it a goal to help them with their goal, you know, just so we can yeah. make sure that we prioritize things so that we can be present for them in the way that they need um, and not, you know, be an empty cup so that we can't pour into them when they need it. So that's a good point. <laughs> that's that's so fair. And quite honestly, I think I think we'll just call that a wrap, right? Like here we are at the end of the month with so many uh, different aspects of being present. Uh, it can both undermine and fuel so many different things. Uh, so thank you so much for taking this month and having these conversations with me. I've enjoyed it. Hey, me too. These were good chats. <laughs> awesome. Hey, before you jump back into your busy life, we want to invite you to head over to thresholdlearning.org, your one-stop destination for all things TLC. Here you'll find our blog with this episode's show notes, our ever-expanding bookshelf of resources, and anything else we've talked about. Trust us, there's a ton of benefits waiting for you to explore. Just head over to thresholdlearning.org, click on network, and we'll see you on the inside. Sharing the podcast with your colleagues is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at Threshold Learning TLC on Facebook and Instagram. A personal recommendation is by far the best way to share the podcast. Let them know they can listen on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else they catch their podcasts. Just be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. You can email us at info at thresholdlearning.org. We always enjoy connecting with fellow educators and champions for educational justice. You can find everything you're looking for at thresholdlearning.org. See you there.